0: This is the Revenue with Real Estate Podcast, helping you understand the real risks and rewards of profitable real estate investing so that you can lead a life that you love. Are you ready to talk some real estate investing? Welcome to the Revenue with Real Estate podcast, helping you understand the real risks and rewards of profitable real estate investing so that you can lead a life that you love. I am your host, Doug Myers, and it's great to be back here once again. Thank you for tuning into the show to another episode as 2020 continues to roll along. Now, if you're like me, you're probably thinking, wow, This has been an absolutely crazy year so far. So much has changed, so much is different, and yet for a lot of people, so much has stayed the same. I want to actually start this show off and lead into what we're going to be talking about today by painting a picture, in some ways telling a story about a situation that we can all relate to. Let's go back to the holiday season. That time between Christmas and New Year's Day slash January 2nd, 3rd, 4th around that time. You're enjoying your holiday season. You've probably had a few drinks, enjoyed some nice dinners, some time with family, some friends or whatever it is that you may do around that holiday time. And the inevitable question has arisen whether it's from a family member or it's from a friend or somebody that you know what are your new year's resolutions some people have these answers just right off the top of their head. oh i can't wait to lose weight this year haven't heard that one before oh i can't wait to start this new business this year another common Oh, oh i'm really gonna take my real estate portfolio to the next level in our world common to hear that as well And so we have these resolutions, we have these ideas, if you want to call it, about what we're going to do or what we want to do in the upcoming year. And the question is, how much of these resolutions actually turn into actionable goals that are then measured, tracked, and pushed forward throughout the year? We're bringing this up right now because as of July 2nd, we are officially halfway through 2020. For a lot of people, myself included, we can almost look back at the start of the year and go, wow, that was ages ago, just given how much things have changed since the start of 2020. I think this will bring a completely new take on the cliché hindsight 2020, but it's so interesting how the common theme or the common mentality around New Year's resolutions is that we take this time to reflect on ourselves. And I, and I think the intention's great. Don't get me wrong. I think the intention of New Year's resolutions is really good. It gives us something to think about, some things that we want to accomplish. But the follow-up from it, if you don't follow up on your New Year's resolutions they're as good as useless. And if there's anything that we know as adults that's really, really frustrating, it's knowing that you should be doing something, but not actually doing it. And then getting frustrated by the fact that you know what you need to do, but you're not doing it. And so with those resolutions, if we don't actually start doing things to move us in the direction of those goals, then they're as good as useless. The reason why I thought it was a good time being halfway through the year or past halfway through the year now to talk about this and to share some tools, some techniques and some strategies for how to get out of this, how to get into action around the goals that you want to set. Because, again, I don't think resolutions are a bad thing. I just think the application of them is poor at best for most and it can be improved upon and so I wanted to take an episode and sharing with some of my revenue team members and just kind of piecing together some of the different things that people can do that we can all use to get back on track if we're not on track of course if you're doing great fantastic I'm glad to hear it but if you're not on track and you're slipping behind or You're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, oh man, I I set some goals at the start of the year. I set some resolutions and I haven't even looked at them in the past six months and I'm nowhere closer to achieving them than I was six months ago. Well, we're going to try and correct that here and we're going to try and get you back on the path so that you can work towards those goals and then you're going to feel good in the process of doing so. So that's kind of the precursor for this episode. And so what I wanted to talk about here is a couple of different things around goal setting first and then around the follow up for goal setting, or if you wanna call it the tracking of it and the review of it so that you can actually see where you're going or what you need to do on a more broken down timeline, okay? So let's say if you're setting yearly goals, And and let's use yearly goals as as an example. Okay, if you're setting a yearly goal, you need to be checking in on those things on a more consistent basis. And the way that I've broken it down, and the way that I know a number of other people who've broken it down, is that they'll branch it out, or they'll chunk out those goals, those yearly goals, into quarterly targets or quarterly sub goals, and then they'll use the quarterly targets and goals to create weekly plans, and those weekly plans are what creates daily plans and daily courses of action, okay? Let's start that again. Yearly goals chunked out into quarterly goals, which are then chunked out into weekly plans of action, which are then chunked out into daily plans of action. And if this sounds like a lot of work and a lot of unnecessary time spent planning and goal setting, I want to challenge you with this thought. And I'm going to use two examples for it. Let's say that you want to go out for dinner, that you're going to go eat at a nice restaurant and you're planning on spending somewhere between $100 and $200 on this restaurant outing with your significant other or perhaps with a family, okay? So you're going to spend a decent amount of money. Knowing that you're going to spend a decent amount of money, you're going to invest in this experience of going out for dinner and the fact that you're going to invest your time in being out at the restaurant and having that experience. Let's say you're there for two hours. Does it not make sense that if you're going to go and do something for two hours and it's going to cost you a good amount of money to spend some time researching and planning where you want to go? to make the most of that experience? Would it not make sense to spend 10 minutes figuring out where you wanted to go and why you wanted to go there so that you can really enjoy the experience and the experience that you are going to enjoy is in fact what you want? Of course it does. You're gonna spend 10 minutes to enjoy 120 minutes more thoroughly. And so if you do that 10 minutes, you're going to really appreciate the 120 that you're going to invest both in time, and then of course, when you get the bill. And if we break that down as a percentage, that's 8% of the total time spent actually researching and planning and setting up the experience for the amount of time that the experience actually is. Okay, let's look at another example. If you're going to go take a vacation, a week-long vacation to some sort of exotic place, and you're really looking forward to the vacation, of course, does it not make sense to plan the vacation? Does it not make sense to put some time into researching and deciding where it is, in fact, that you want to go and why you want to go there? And if you're going to spend a week there, seven days... 168 hours, if my math is correct. Does it not make sense to spend, say, 5% of that time? What would that be? Eight hours planning the trip, deciding where you want to go and why you want to go there and who you're going to go with and how much money you're going to spend on it? it? Certainly does. And it's the same thing when it comes to your life. If you are going to live a life of high quality, of something that you want, you're moving towards the life and the lifestyle that you want, that you want to create, and you desire. Does it not make sense to put in the time, plan things, figure out what you want, invest that time so that you can then, when you're actually going out and doing life, put the time in that you need? You see what I'm saying? On the surface, yes, this sounds like a lot of work. And if you've never done this before, I can assure you this, it is going to be a lot of work. But that time, that energy put into it, I think is 100% necessary. Because you need to put that time in so that you can maximize the time that you have in action in order to create that life and the lifestyle that you want to live period. So how do you do that? Let's talk about goals themselves first. And I'm going to share something that I've learned from a couple of mentors of mine. And I worked with them through a, a program called, uh, well, their company's called the Results Club. Results as in R-S-L-T-S, Club. And it's uh, Graham and Parker. They run this. And they're Bob Proctor consultants. And they they basically teach some of the Bob Proctor courses that he's put together. And, and I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Bob Proctor. I, I like the content that he's created uh, or that he's put together. And so Bob breaks down goals into three different categories and so i'm I'm gonna share what i've learned from his programs there's three different types of goals there are a-type goals these are goals that you already know how to do there are things that you've in a lot of ways you've already done you already understand how to accomplish those goals okay so they're not things that are going to necessarily excite you they're not things that are going to push you there are things that you just know how to do and If you just kept working at it, you'd probably continue to do more of it. Okay? That's an A-type goal. A B-type goal is something that you think you can do. So these are the kind of things that you think to yourself, oh, if I had a perfect plan, and if everything went right, that I think I can do this. It's like the next level, right? You're not quite doing those things yet, that if you were, they would be A-type goals. But these are the things at that next level where it's like, oh, if everything aligned for me, if I was able to do this and do this and do this and do this, then I could accomplish that goal. And those are your B-type goals. Now, the thought process behind this is, is that A-type goals and B-type goals are not actually inspiring. What you really need is a C-type goal. And a C-type goal... And I'm going to throw in my own thoughts on this. Uh, a C-type goal is something that you don't necessarily know how to do. Is far beyond what is currently being experienced in your life today. It's something that you dream of. Something that you fantasize about. Something that you really, really want. It's a fantasy. These goals... These C-type goals are so far out there, so far beyond what you have in your life today, that they are intended to shift the way you look at yourself, the way you look at your situation, the way that you look at your actions, so that you grow and change and become the type of person that can accomplish that C-type goal. You see, the thing about goals, as I've come to learn, is that it's not so much about accomplishing the goal as it is about who you need to become in order to accomplish it. It's not so much about accomplishing the goal as it is about becoming who you need to in order to accomplish it. You see, goals are intended to help us grow. They're intended for us to break out of who we are. They force us to expand. That's the intent, the purpose of a goal. And that's the purpose of a C-type goal. Now your C-type goal, you really should only have one C-type goal. Because it's so big and it's so beyond what you are today that it's going to push you to grow and expand, as I've already said. It has to move you in the right direction, and all your goals underneath it need to be aligned and pushing you towards the accomplishment of that C-type goal. As of today, do you have a C-type goal? Do you know what the big dream, the big fantasy, the thing that's so beyond your reach today, do you know what that thing is in your life that you're working towards? If you don't, that's okay but I just want to highlight it and and bring it to light that if you have something like that and you've done it right and it really is something that you want, that's going to keep you going. That's going to inspire you. That's going to lift you up in the moments where you're going to run into those walls. And it's a guarantee we're all going to run into those walls no matter what we're going after. So if you haven't done so, why don't you take some time, maybe pause the episode here and start to think about the things that you really want. Now this can go beyond real estate, and go your personal life, your professional life but think about it. What do you really want? And make a list. Make it like a, a grocery item list. You're, you're just gonna run through and you know start dreaming again. Think about the things that you want to accomplish and just write them all down. And as you write them all down you're going to notice that your mind begins to expand. You, sh- you should be getting excited about the things that are on the list. And this is the beginning of reigniting that dreamer in you, the fantasizer in you, the-, the person who wants to expand and increase everything in your life. And that's a great, great feeling to have. And it's the basis of goal setting. It's the basis of... Setting up the things that you want to work towards for the year. Or in this case, now that we're over six months in, maybe this is the next six months for you. So if you haven't done this or you don't have those things in mind, hit pause on the episode here, take some time to figure it out, and then come back and let's keep going. Because what we're going to do now is we're going to move into the process that I go through and the process that I am familiar with a number of other people who do something similar right we've all got to figure out and create the map that's going to work for us so maybe just use this if you if you want to use this go ahead but if you want to take the framework of it and then create your own I highly recommend that as well so the process that I go through once you've got these things set. You've set your C-type goal and you can create some sub-goals underneath that that are gonna move you in the direction of the accomplishment of that C-type goal. That's when you start to break out all the goals for the year, okay? So you've got your C-type goals and then underneath that you can figure out all the things that are gonna move you in that direction. And you're going to set this up and review this on a quarterly basis. Okay? So you're creating this document. I use a spreadsheet. I know this is going to be maybe a little bit challenging to picture. So perhaps what I'm going to do is if I can throw it in the show notes, if I can create a file that people can look at, a template, then I'm going to do that. And you should be able to download that or at least head, head to a link that will take you there so you can see what this looks like. So you break out all your goals for the year. For me, I have subdivided them into different categories, personally, professionally, within my real estate business, my podcasts, everything in my life that I'm working on. And I have an overarching C-type goal that is just mine. That's, that's for me. And so what I do is I actually write out what the sub-goal is, I write out when the start date is, I write out when I want to complete it by, and then I write out exactly what the target is for that goal. For example, one of my goals this year was to do a renovation on one of my rental properties in Prince George. I wanted to complete it within two months. And then a month after that, I wanted to have the property refinanced so we could pull out some capital and put that money to good use for other investments. So I set the start date as January 3rd and did get started on that time. I set the completion date As February 29th, and uh, this is of the reno. Okay. And so I set that target. I said I wanted to complete this renovation within the first two months of the year. And then I set the target for the refinance as a month after that. So March 30th. Okay. And so the target was, of course, refinance within the month of March, renovation completed first two months of March, uh, first two months of the year. And that's exactly what happened. I set the targets, I set the start dates, the end dates, and exactly what the goal was. Okay? So you're all with me so far. That was put into my yearly goal plan. Then, that plan moved into a quarterly plan. Okay? It's the same file. I just renamed it. Okay? So now we've got a quarterly goal plan. And now, each week, I look at that plan, and I have a column. Okay, I call it status updates slash comments. And in that column, I am writing on a weekly basis what's happened to work towards the accomplishment of that goal. Every week, I set aside an hour and a half, two hours to review the goals that I set at the start of the year and the goals that have then shifted into that quarterly plan. So each week, I'm able to go back to the goals that I set and figure out what am I doing to work towards the goals? Where's the progress? What do I need to plan for this upcoming week in order to keep moving towards the accomplishment of that goal? I do this for each and every goal that I have. And yes, it's an arduous process. There's a lot of goals, there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish. But if I don't do this, I can't track where I'm at. And I'm not going to know if I'm improving. I'm not going to know if I'm taking the right actions, taking the right amount of action in order to get closer. And it's going to be glaringly obvious if I'm not doing the things that I need to be doing in order to accomplish those goals. Because I'm going to have to look at it every week and see, hmm, yeah, I didn't work on that one this week. Or, I'm really far behind on this or I'm doing good here I've made a lot of progress in this area this is great or in other instances I'll write down I'm hitting a lot of roadblocks with this one maybe I need to chat with somebody about how I can work through this because that'll happen too. you will have goals that you're looking at that just you're not sure how to do and when you keep coming back to them every week it forces your mind to think how am I going to accomplish this? You become resourceful. More resourceful than you would if you just, say, didn't have any goals at all. And by having it written down, by having to review it on a weekly basis, you're constantly putting your mind in that place of, okay, right, this is what I want. This is what I wanted to work on. And you're forever trying to move in the direction, again, of completing those goals, which is what you want to do. Then as the final step each week as you're going through this list and you're reviewing the items and you're seeing where you're at you can then plug into your daily schedule I plan my week on a Sunday typically and I'm taking all the items from my my plan I'm taking all the things that I've reviewed in the week and I'm prioritizing and plugging those items in to a daily schedule so that I can make sure that I'm staying on track you can plug it in, you know. 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., work on my communication skills. 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., go for a run. 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., recording and producing a podcast. So you can see how your days can become scheduled with the right types of things, the things that you want to work on, and they're scheduled based on the goals that you set at the start of the year. Those are the same goals that get moved into your quarterly plans, which get moved into your weekly plans and those weekly plans get reviewed on a weekly basis so that you can then move forward with the following week and create your daily schedule. By doing this you're able to stay on track and moving towards your goals or at least much better on track than if you weren't to do anything at all. And that's really the issue the issue lies when we set these goals for ourselves but we don't actually come back to them on a consistent basis. We're not staying on top of them. And as a result, guess what happens? Life happens. All of a sudden you're being pulled in 10 different directions, and you completely forget about what you wanted to do. You completely forget about what you want. And if you're not setting aside the time to work on those things, Your time is just going to get filled with other stuff. We all know this is true, especially if you're trying to accomplish something big. It's like all these distractions just pop up and you get invited to go do different things and you just don't feel like it a lot of the time too. That's another thing. You just don't feel like doing the work. And when you're holding yourself accountable and you know you have to sit down on a weekly basis and Look your goals in the face and be like, ugh, yeah, I didn't work hard enough on these this week. How can I do better this week? How can I do better today, tomorrow, beyond? That's the power of this process. That's the power of setting those goals at the beginning. Or if you're going to be doing this now, setting those goals now so that for the next six months, for the remainder of 2020, you're going to be able to push yourself further along than you ever thought was possible. But it starts with making the commitment, making the decision to sit down and ask yourself, what do I want? What are my big goals? What are my big dreams? It starts with a commitment to figure that out. And then from there, It's a commitment to figure out what are the smaller goals that are going to move you in the direction of accomplishing that big goal. And from there, breaking it out even further into more manageable time chunks so that you know what you're going to be doing or what you're working on for the next three months. And then within the next three months, what are you going to do on a weekly basis? And from the weekly basis, What are you gonna do each day to take one more step closer to accomplishing your goals? It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take some effort, but once you get in the flow of it, I can assure you doing this is going to make you that much more effective. You're going to be able to track your results and see exactly how you're doing, or even more important, exactly what you're not doing so that you can then course correct, make adjustments and get back on track. I want to conclude this episode by saying, you know, if this is the first time that I've tried to share this, uh, I've done it in person with different people and they've seen the results of having to do and, and they've seen the changes. They've seen the results of actually going through this process on a yearly basis, on a quarterly basis, on a weekly basis, to the point where now they're actually scheduling things daily and moving towards their goals a lot faster, a lot quicker, a lot more effectively. So this is, at least from a podcast platform, the first time I've tried to share this. So if it's been confusing, if it's been a challenge to follow along, please let me know reach out to me I'd like to actually sit down with people for those who are listening to this and actually want to take that next step that's going to be my offer out to you if you want to sit down you want to get on an actual zoom call and maybe screen share and and see how this actually works then let me know you can send a message in to info at revenue dot com make the subject line goal setting and planning or July 15th podcast, six month review, anything that's actually just going to highlight the fact that you want to talk about this and you wanna have a session, I'm open to doing that because I think this is so important for people to do so they can get moving on the goals and the things that they really want in their life. If this is the first time you've heard something like this, that's fantastic. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad this is maybe turning some gears in your head and allowing you to think about something new and think about how exactly it is that you approach getting the things that you want in your life. Or if you're already on this journey, which I'm sure many people who are listening to this will be, if you're already on this journey, that's fantastic. Maybe this was just a review or maybe this was a different way of looking at things. Maybe this was an opportunity for you to think about how you go about your goal planning, your goal setting, and your scheduling. And maybe it's a time to make adjustments. Maybe it's time to make some changes, make some improvements, or perhaps keep everything the same because what you're doing is working and it works for you and that's fantastic. I'm going to wrap it up here. As I said, if this is a process that you want to learn, please send me a message. Get in touch with us. Send that email to info at rev and That's I-N-F-O at R-E-V-N-Y-O-U dot And I will be happy to set up a time with you where we can make that happen for you personally. If you understand the process and you can see from the show notes, again, I'm going to try and get something together for that so that people can see it as a template, then go after it let me know what you come to. It'd be awesome to see some people take this episode as the turning point for their goal setting and for their tracking abilities. That would just be great to see. With that all being said, I'm going to wrap up the show. In two weeks' time, we are going to be getting back to doing some interviews, got some great guests lined up for the next few shows. Every two weeks on Wednesdays, we release our new episodes of the Revenue with Real Estate podcast. Looking forward to getting some guests back on the show and sharing some stories with you, our Revenue with Real Estate community. Thank you for listening. This has been Doug Myers. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You found some value in it. If you liked it, you hated it, you need some... Extra guidance, please let us know. Again, the email is inforevenue.com. This is Revenue with Real Estate, helping you understand the real risks and rewards of profitable real estate investing. I'll be back here again in two weeks with another interview. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Revenue with Real Estate podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Just a couple of more things before you take off. If you want to learn more about revenue, you can check us out at revenue.com. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. On YouTube at Revenue with Real Estate, Facebook Revenue with Real Estate, or on Instagram at Revenue Canada. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, or anything that you want to share with us here at the show, please send us an email to info at revenue.com. Revenue with real estate, helping you understand the real risks and rewards of profitable real estate investing so that you could lead a life that you love. Thank you again for listening. And we look forward to welcoming you to the revenue with real estate community.